On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Well, if you're listening, it is your lucky day because you get the entire Second Shot crew in the house. Me, Jenny, Zach, Matt, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Whoa, it's been a minute since we've all been here. It's true. Zach, where have you been? I was on holiday, the 4th. Did you guys do anything? On cool? holiday. On holiday. Like, what are you, Peppa Pig? That's what Peppa Pig right. says. <laughs> British people, right? Yeah. No, we I, say I, Peppa when it's British Peppa people. Peppa or it's, British people. Uh, as, as we're recording this, I'm celebrating a happy July 4th. You guys do anything cool for the, uh, the long weekend? Um, pool parties. You know. I mean, hey, pool, pool parties, parties yeah. especially when you can host. I mean, yeah. that's we that's did. We hosted ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. We hosted ourselves for the pool party. It was us and Brighton. You know? it, is it, it was great. Wait, what else did we do? I'm literally drawing a blank. Is it just me, or is like, do I get like a broken down chair because I feel like a kid? I'm sitting in it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I'm trying I feel to. Like I'm that. sitting down all like. I'm, I'm, I'm like, to, I'm do I need to get you a pillow in there to sit on? But or at something? least you got powder. Sarah from RNCN came in and powdered everybody. So it's true. Fabulous. We got powdered. Yeah. Very. I mean, how um, did it feel? Very not shiny and um, yeah. looking very matte. Very better, matte. Yeah, very matte indeed. It, it felt better than I thought it would for sure. I thought she was going to poke me in the eye or something, and it was my initial <laughs> reaction to like shy away from that. <laughs> but as soon as she started doing, it, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. It is a little soothing. Like there could be like a spa experience with yeah. somebody just like brushing your face very lightly or something. For sure, it feels like something that. Uh, someone could offer for a lot of money. It was not so bad. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it at all. Matt's getting out there a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Like experience of wiping yeah. his face. I like it. being pampered. Yeah. What can I say? Oh my gosh. Fun I fact, I did not know that about you. <laughs> I do like bath bombs. I will say oh, that. Oh, that's right. You the bath right. bomb. Yeah, that's true. That. I forgot about the bath Bright, bomb. Brighton loves a good bath bomb. Oh my Doesn't gosh. She? Yes, yeah. she does. She'll always She's come ridiculous. in hot with the bath bombs. So Heath and Jenny, I'm curious, does your neighborhood, did your neighborhood go off on, on 4th of July? Cause I had people sh- shooting fireworks until, I mean, it was at 2 AM. People were still shooting fireworks in, um, in my neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, people did. It wasn't that loud though. We couldn't, I mean, there wasn't, I mean, it was, you could hear a little bit in the distance some, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like right by our house. Honestly, I wish they had been closer. I know that they're not <laughs> legal and within Dallas, but like Closer. other places where you live, people just do fireworks and yeah. it's, you yeah. know, it's fine. It's, we can't hear because it's drier and it's hot and yeah. it's a danger and all that kind of stuff. I don't, so. don't want to be one of those people that's like, I, I don't get mad at people for shooting fireworks oh off my gosh, normal. But, but well, I, I don't, but I, I thought two or two thirty AM was a little, was a little excessive. It my, is. It, don't be a Karen. Frightens my. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> Don't be a Karen. Matt. But it frightens my dog, and she slept on top of me that night. Like she was just shivering Aww. the entire time that That's these true. things were going off. I was like, okay, you know, ten o'clock, whatever. Two o'clock in the morning. Let's let's calm down. 
Sure. I was the kid that we I, I, we would buy Roman candles and have Roman candle yeah. fights. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh. Like on purpose to shoot them at each other. You were the kid or like in take the public the sparklers service and wrap them with foil. For sure. To make a big bomb out of it. Blow up ant piles. You Absolutely. Were, yeah, you can't you can't talk about that. This won't go. This won't. Yeah. This won't go on YouTube. They'll they'll hit us with straight. Yeah. We figured out a way to blow stuff up. Every yeah. Way. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Not recommended. Yeah. Not at all. Anybody, right. Any mm-hmm. kids who are listening. Right. Um, well, we got right. our first headline Let's up. I think we got a, yeah. a, a pretty interesting one. Speaking of things that are recommended, have you guys heard about this great resignation? Yeah. You know anything about this? Oh, yeah. I, I don't. Hear, I want to hear more. Matt, Matt you started it. Tell, when tell you me you don't know the... so I can explain it like I'm explaining it to the audience. Uh, go ahead and explain it to me. Yes. So the I great feel resi- like I might know what this is, but let's explain it. So the great resignation is a term that's coined by Anthony Klotz, who is an, a business management professor over at AM. The idea is that through the pandemic, since February 2020, a lot of people have been working from home. A lot of people have been staying in. A lot of people have been doing their own, their own thing. And some people have jumped to freelancing, right? Like getting out of the corporate structure entirely. Well, it turns out, um, between that and gig work as it exists, between companies like Uber and whatnot, the idea of being an independent contractor or a freelancer is becoming more and more popular. So popular, in fact, that it's speculated by 2027, somewhere around 50% of the American workforce may be freelancing, which seems extreme. And we may not get there, but we could. Who knows? So Anthony sat down with a couple people from Forbes. There's a wonderful article you can read uh, to talk about this great resignation and what it means. The idea that a lot of us may decide in the next few years, hey, you know what? I think I kind of want to blaze my own trail, forge my own path. And that's a lot like entrepreneurship, which is something y'all know about. So I want to attack this from two angles. I want to see as the worker, what does it look like to jump into freelancing? Is that something people should do? Is it crazy? Is it for everybody? And then from the management side, what do you do? I mean, are we are we not going to have offices anymore? Where, where are we going? Companies have got to get um, a little bit more flexible. Yeah, um, they're going to have to stay flexible. They don't want to, but I'm going to tell you. I mean, I think, um, I think there could be a surge in it, but I think there could be a lot coming back. I think a lot of people, when they get out on their own and realize kind of just how lonely it is, you yeah. know, the, how much you can miss that team and, and being around it. I think that'll be a realization for a lot. But companies can't get; they have to become. Um, you know, look, wages are going to have to raise, and they're going to have to do a lot of yeah. things to get competitive, which. Um, Rate, uh, you know, wages have been stagnant for so long that it, it's probably a good thing. It's it's a little bit of the workers taking a little bit of it back that'll probably get a little push or two, but they've got to get a little bit more flexible. Oh, oh, employers, absolutely, yeah. yeah, because people have been able to see. Look, you know, I worked from home, and when I worked from home, I you gave you know you said I had to come in for eight hours, but when I was at home, I got everything done in actually about five and a half hours, and nobody knew, and I w- was thrilled with my life. And now you're asking me to come back in, and employers are saying, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." When I think about a second shot with this one in particular, I think how sad that it took us. Um, something like a pandemic to get to know our true selves. Because I think some people truly are like those self-starters, those those entrepreneurs, those solopreneurs, which is how it really starts out. I mean, most people don't start out entrepreneur, like I'm starting this huge company with lots of employees. Most people start out literally working by themselves at, at their homes. And I think, oh my goodness, we're having, we're struggling as a community or as a society to know how we operate to, to the point that people in their 40s and 50s are realizing for the very first time that they do better at home or do better on their own or more self-starters or are less because there's definitely, you know, yeah, we, we hear half the people are going to be leaving to be become freelancers. But also I think there's a good portion of the people who are like, oh, wait, I actually like working for somebody. Maybe I like letting someone else shoulder a little bit of the burden. Sure. So I want to work for this other company that's going to do the yeah. other thing. So I kind of like look at this and think, wow, you guys, we've got to, we've got to 
learn our learning style. That's a part that's a part of like newer education techniques, you know, not just educating people, but actually teaching them how to learn and teaching them how to absorb information. Like getting to know your your learning style and thus your working style and how you perform best and seeking out I almost wonder if we should be seeking out careers that way yeah. not not just because of the your particular interest in the profession because in a way they all kind of boil down to the same thing sometimes but to more so look at okay how what what kind of type of situation would I thrive in okay off I, I just talked for way too long no, so I, you guys no, go no no, no. <laughs> No, Done. but I'm you cut were, up. No, you were hitting yeah. it perfect. That's yeah, what, that's yeah, what sure. she was spot on. I mean, I, I looked at it as my second shot of um, making sure you're not being too um, jumping to quick conclusions. Uh, for instance, there was a company the oh. other day that um, when they announced that uh, they were going to be bringing people back in the office, you know, yeah. there was like something like 20% of the people resigned as soon as that happened. Yeah. Now, I believe it. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. Here, like what I want to tell people is, is, is kind of calm down a minute because look, if you just hold on for a second, if there's a lot of people that do that, you're now in a very big driver's seat to get a lot more things that you wanted before. Mm -hmm. So find out is it that you're just mad over those one things? Why don't you go to them and tell them here's what you're going to do? Because look, as workers right now, you're getting more in the driver's seat. So find out are you really want to be a freelancer? Got these projects you really have a passion love for, or are you just mad that now you got to go back in to the office when you were comfortable in another way? And because if you're just mad with that, you need to go to them and say, hey, this is what I want. I want these days and I want this much more pay on all these things because right now with the amount of people quitting, if you'd have held off right then, you could have seen what it was. So I would tell you that yeah. you need to really take a step back and make sure you, you're you not following a crowd of just resigning to resign yeah. type yeah. thing. Make sure what you want, ask for it, ask for your money, ask for your time, um, however it is. Um, before you just rush off because look, freelancing and entrepreneurship sounds all great and fun, but look, the, 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 the fact is the majority of people are much better off of working for somebody in a great environment doing their deal. And because being on your own is not the easiest. Yeah. So, Be ready. so I jumped into freelancing, um, I guess a couple of years ago now and, and have been working at it for a while. So I feel like I can speak a little bit more on the, on the freelancer side. Somebody told me once really early on a business coach of mine. Uh, they said when you're freelancing or, or when you're on your own solopreneur, you got to eat what you kill, yeah. right? You have to go find every bit of money you're going to spend in a month, your rent check, your groceries, your mm -hmm. gas, your car payment, whatever. You got to go find that. That's hard. That's yeah. a job by itself. Just figuring that out. And it's easy to jump on the bandwagon when like five of your coworkers are like, you know what? This isn't so great. This job isn't so cool. I'm getting out of here. And you go, you know what? You're right. I I'm, I'm going to do that too. But come Monday morning, those five coworkers aren't going to be there to help you find work. You got to find it yourself. And that hustle alone is, a, is mentally taxing in a way that I underestimated. I remember talking yeah. to you guys about it. Like it is a struggle just to keep up with that mentally and how you compartmentalize your work and your time and separate that from your personal life. It's hard and it's not for everybody, but I think there are tremendous advantages to it if you can escape the the hustle and bustle of like the everyday world and kind of get your head above water for a second, you may find that, hold on, this, this freedom that I have, this, this ability to kind of blaze my own trail and forge my own path. It's really outstanding. I, and it's hard to find out whether, where you're at in the meantime, which is why I think freelancing is so popular. People do it on the side. You work a job, you do a little freelancing over here. I mean, you, you, you figure it out, right? I think people are, the biggest thing people are shocked by when they step away from a traditional workspace, you step away from a traditional workspace thinking, you know, I just want to focus on my, my one thing that I do. I'm good at this. I want to deal with the riffraff. You know, I want to focus. And then you start to work for yourself and you realize, 
oh, wow. So now I'm the person who has to do the invoices and I have to take out mm -hmm. the trash and yeah. I have to actually do the sales calls and I have to actually produce the product that we're going to produce. You, you end up <laughs> until you become yes. big. <laughs> you do end up kind of doing all the other. Did you um, experience that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something I still struggle with now. I mean, fundamentally, what I do, um, you know, working in content creation, making videos on the internet for clients, you know, making I don't know, audiobooks or whatever it is I'm doing. Um, ultimately, I, I kind of found that what I want to do is I just want to, I want to make cool stuff for people. I just uh -huh. want to make cool stuff for people and I want to put it on the internet and foster communities. And it turns out when you're working for yourself, 90% of that is not making stuff. It's it's going and finding clients and doing invoices yeah. and sales yeah, yeah, and emails yeah. and prospecting. And like, that's a struggle. And I didn't expect that. And and that's something I've learned, which is, you know, good, but uh, it's a lot of work. So what I'll say is that the great resignation is here. And I think there's going to be a lot more, and I, but I think there'll be a lot coming back, but I think there'll be a shift in the workplace. And if yeah. there's a time that you've been wanting to do it, it's right now is good because more likely, there's 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 an abundance of jobs currently, so it, you can try um, and have a little bit more freedom right now and the ability to chart your path. But prepare for it. Make sure you want to do that. Make sure you've been doing it on the side to test all of the things that go along with it so that you're not just jumping off of that when there's no need for that unless you're completely miserable. But um, you know, take a look around. Go for it if you want to. If not, make sure you take your right steps to leading up to it. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment, second shot. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you, and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer, and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre service fee, and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code Second Shot, and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. Back in just a flash. You like that? <laughs> well, I feel like that should have been said before the end of the last segment. Like, we'll be back in just a flash. That's right. No, I said back in just a flash. Like, we're back. Yeah, we are That's back right. in just we're a flash. We are now. back. We have been back in just a flash. I just That's don't, right. I don't know that it all adds up, babe, but I do like the way that you said it. So... <sighs> You win some, you lose some. Me and all the grammar stuff and all the coming <laughs> no, in. No, you're like that coming too hot. Yeah. You came in too hot. I thought it was good. <laughs> Back in a flash. I like it. Does anybody else's um, wives or spouses continually break phone, you know, screens? Uh... No, but she needs a new one, let me tell you. We got a long time between phones. Not phone screens, but phone chargers somehow. Like I will I will stay with a with a charging cable for I it could be my it could last my entire life decade, if my phone yeah. didn't change. Some for somehow Megan breaks her phone charger. I'm not I'm kidding I'm, like once a month. I'm having to go buy a new one. And she's trying to take mine. I said, "Do not touch mine. Don't touch my chargers." Take get your own and and I don't know what you're doing to them to break them all the time, but she does. It's just Jenny can break a phone screen once a week. 
It's just, I'm a, a, I live an active lifestyle. Yeah. No, you everything. haven't put the screen protector back on. And I realized that I'm an I'll adult put, woman who could put on her own screen protector. I realized that, me. but you do it. You're VP screen protector. But I didn't know that you didn't have one on there. I thought I told you. Oh. Can you anyway, hold this phone screen up so you guys, we can see? Okay, oh, first of all, the screen. First of all, here's the... Here's the screen. It's not that bad. Yeah. But wait for it because the real winner here is the phone case. So for people watching the video version, you see my charming phone case, which is um, a really dramatic looking lady with a ton of makeup and a nose ring that connects to her earring and um, eyelashes that look like spiders. the last time our phone screen broke and she took it to the screen repair place, Mm -hmm. they switched up the cases. And so when she picks oh, so that's up, not that's not your case. Yeah, no. somebody else's. Oh, okay. But it makes me laugh so hard that I leave it on. I and love it's obviously it. I would leave that. Yeah, like absolutely. not very good at protecting because my screen just broke again. <laughs> but it makes it like so I can't tell you how many times where I've been like, man, I'm like a little tired or a little bummed, and I turn around and I look at my phone case and that's I just That's hilarious. Laugh. Yeah. Well, good luck good for you is I've got you an OtterBox on the way. Oh. And that's what you're gonna have to Otter have Otter boxes are not cute. Oh, it's that gonna be like twice as thick as your phone. Cruel yeah. and, and you can unusual throw it at a punishment. Wall and it'll be okay. no. We're spending three hundred dollars a month on screen. OtterBox <laughs> is not my vibe. <laughs> I like the I'm just coming up with businesses here. I like the idea of sending someone a random phone case. Yeah. With some sort of random picture on the back, like That'd as a, great. you know, like yes. a, yeah, like a blind box. Like I you know. just open it up and you get Surely. a random picture like once yeah. a month or it's something so like that. You're right. That's too good. Somebody's I took it to, we did like this founder's day of caring for work. Our, our, the CEO of our whole company, I was interviewing him for yeah. it and I took it out and I had my little <laughs> phone out and I was just like, I don't even care. I've just got oh, this real classy little phone case. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's personality. I don't mind that. Well, hey, speaking of the unexpected, the second, the second headline is uh, something I don't think anybody saw coming. Coming. Uh, rescue Labrador Retriever adopted a bunch of orphan kittens, which sounds crazy. Let me let me explain this story. Right, a dog and cat living together uh, at a at a, an animal shelter in the UK called Battersea, a weird name for an animal shelter. Birdie, a one-year-old Labrador retriever, basically a puppy, has been helping uh, kittens that come into the shelter. Now, Birdie is a big black lab, right? One years old, but I mean, it's the standard black Labrador that you think of. And recently, there was a litter of like seven kittens that was found on the side of the road that somebody brought in. No mom, no dad, no cat parents, right? Just these kittens by itself. They're in the shelter. They're scared. For some reason, none of the staff could get these kittens to like come around or be cool with anybody. But this Labrador retriever, this black dog out of nowhere is somehow totally cool with them and hung, hang out with them and helps them like get acclimated. It's like a, it's like a, it's like an emotional support dog, mm-hmm. but for a totally different species who normally should not get along with them at all. Um, and it all worked out. The kittens got adopted. Never since, uh, Birdie has just kind of been hanging around the shelter. Hopefully somebody will adopt Birdie soon, of course. But in the meantime, Birdie has been like surprisingly supportive of other animals that come in. It's just weird. It's just weird, right? <laughs> like a dog that is totally cool with everybody in an environment where they probably shouldn't be, right? Like at animal shelters and animals coming in from who knows where, rabies, all kinds of things can go on. So <laughs> I just kind of want to get your hot takes on this. What do you think of, uh, you know, dog changing, changing spots? Well, my second shot on this was, um, it's one of those that I love the story because they would have never thought to put that together to try to do the comfort, to try to get the kittens, you know, out of their shell and, and do anything. But but what ended up happening was the last thing ever expected, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too many times we stay in our comfort zones with a lot of things. And, and this is me preaching to myself more so um, recently than, than anything, which is that sometimes getting out of the shell to go to those events or go to that thing or or that deal that is definitely something you don't think you would like at all. Or it's like watching that movie. You know how many times these movies, I'm like, uh, I just push and play because I'm tired of looking and mm-hmm. it's not something I thought I would like. And I ended up like 
yeah. really loving it, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, this is a great story of that reminder that sometimes we think we don't like things because we're ignorant to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not because we truly have an experience that tells us we do or do not. And if we get out of our comfort zone some and, and, and go do that, because I'm going to tell you, when time comes, when you're not out putting yourself out there and grow, growing with groups of people and things and, 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 and meeting new people, when the time comes that maybe you need to have a, a little circle of people to reach out to for something business-wise or personal-wise, um, then it's going to be kind of too late. It'll take too long to, to get them building up. So, I mean, I, I want to encourage you to try to something out of your comfort zone whether there's that uh, group of friends from work that, or those group of people at work that always ask you to go to that trivia night that yeah. you never go to, mm-hmm. sure. go to it. Mm-hmm. You know, see what That's happens. You never, you don't know what you're gonna, you know what right. you, you you may be missing out on a lot of things that'd be great for you. What do you think, Jenny? Yeah. Well, so I heard about that, and I kind of thought about the way that we can, like, like that comfort and empathy and love can come in the most unexpected places, and so many people struggle with their the families that they're born into, and and, and I think that we yearn, even as adults, for loss of, not an actual loss of a family member, a, you know, a brother, a sister, an aunt, a cousin that you wanted to have a connection with but didn't. And, and you kind of hold so tight to that that we forget that we can create family out of our friends and, and, and true lifelong friendships and relationships. And I, I think, you know, and just because you have a good you know, familial bond doesn't mean you can't also have friends that are family too. I mean, you don't have to like, right. oh gosh, I have a bad relationship with my dad. So now I'm going to find these other friends. But I, I think that we forget to really go outside of our own family circles for that true empathy. And I think that, I think back on the times when I, when a friendship has taken a shift or a change, and it's always when I open up and say that I need help. And it's always about something that I would typically only ask a family member for, but a family member wasn't there. So you're kind of like, forced to, I don't want to like let this person know that I'm going through this, but I'm going to anyway. And it, it, it strengthens that bond forever. Mm -hmm. And it's so neat to have a wide net of that. And, and I think even, you know, throughout the pandemic, for example, I wasn't as connected to people. So I'm like, I need to kind of like what he's saying. I need to reconnect and re like build those bonds with family. Yeah. You kind of always just kind of stay connected. It may be tight. It may be not, but, but you can, create true family-like bonds, just like these did, you know, just like these animals did that were not, they were obviously not from the same family. Um, but they created what, what is like a, like a mother child type bond or a close best friend type bond where they're actually comforting one another. Um, I I'll say that, uh, the story doesn't, doesn't surprise me as much because, um, we've, we've worked around shelters for a while. We fostered, uh, I've lost count now, but probably about 60 animals over the last few years. And I'm always amazed at how adaptable they are and how you can look at these animals who have come from God knows where or what kind of situation. I mean, they, 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 some will show up and they've clearly had some, something happen to them. And within a few days, they are hanging around with our dogs or our cats. And, um, and then they're, they're off to their new home. And the next thing we know, we're hearing, hey, they're doing great. Um, and I, I think it's pretty it, – could be very inspiring for someone who maybe hasn't seen that before, maybe hasn't seen that a whole lot to realize like how they can come from 
a terrible situation, being yeah. abandoned on the street or being in a, an abusive home or something like that, and just a little bit of kindness can turn them into something completely different. Totally. And I think they can serve as like a reminder to everyone that like no one is too broken to be okay or no one or, you know, just a little bit of kindness can help that one person that is having a very hard time. And um, you know, these are these are animals that I think people would have seen in a shelter and said, oh, they're too scared or they're too mean mm-hmm. or they're too whatever. Um, but you just take a take a moment and you, you get them in the right situation and they're completely different. So um, I'm always impressed by the the adaptability of, of these animals. And I think by extension, adaptability of people in situations where I think we get in our heads a little bit too much and think our situations, the things that have happened to us define us a little bit too much than, than maybe they should. And all we really need is just to be in the right place or around the right kind of people or just have the right person reach out to us and say, it's going to be okay. And you can completely turn your life around. Yeah. yeah. No one's too broken. That's a really good message. Yeah. No one's too broken. Yeah. My, my takeaway was a lot like Matt's actually. I, I think what I looked at this and saw was, was how these two, these two beings, this dog, Birdie, and these seven kittens changed each other. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the cats come in and they're nervous and they're scared and they're wary of the world. I think that's in a lot of ways. That's, that's how cats are. It's what they do. Dogs are rambunctious and they're happy to see everybody. Right? And they're like totally living in the moment. And this dog meets these cats. And before you know it, the cats are more open to everything. And the dog's a little bit more gentle too, I'd imagine. Because mm-hmm. labs are they got a lot of energy, right? So I, I think it's, yeah. I, so I think it's important to like realize when you surround yourself with other people or, or people are maybe a little different than you, people who maybe have a different perspective, it rounds you out as a person and it rounds them out as a person. Yeah. And like ultimately you both walk away, I think better for having heard somebody else's opinion, having learned something about somebody. It's good for us. It's it's like building your immune system, right? Like it's, it's good for you to do that, <laughs> yes. to take in new experiences, try new things. Yeah. Go to the company bowling team once, right? Or or try try something new. Ride the roller coaster. Rate rate and review your favorite podcast on iTunes. Uh, you know. Cheers to that. Do yeah. something new. Yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, you might just be a more well, well-rounded person. And I think there's a lot of people out there that they hear – there's a lot of the push on the diversity inclusion and a lot of people don't understand why it's even necessary, right? So they start getting, you know, you push me into all these things. I can tell you something. It's more so just, you're not, you don't know what you don't know until you, you're around it. You, you will be amazed at things that you didn't think you would like or, or, um, uh, a growth that you didn't think was possible, but mm-hmm. you've never put yourself in those positions outside your comfort zone to test it and see. Some of them you're going to hate and not like. Guess what? You're going to know that for sure. The others you can, you will like. You're going to learn so much more. I want to push you right now to get out of that comfort zone. You don't know what can happen for you. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. <laughs> Okay, quick break to tell you guys about this closet situation. I told you we've been working with Closets by Design to figure out the laundry room area. This was an area that I tried to kind of piece together some, I mean, I tried to find like, you know, a handyman, handy woman, handy lady, somebody to construct something for us, was not able to find it. I ordered some stuff online. It was a total disaster. We ended up working with Closets by Design and I cannot tell you how good this laundry room turned out. I'm getting ready to put a video up on my Instagram page, but If you're looking for somebody to help you with a closet for just really any part of your house, your laundry room, your regular closet, someplace uh, in the kitchen or the entryway, 
hit up Gia at Closets by Design. She maximized this space like you would not believe. I never thought I would <laughs> be excited about a laundry room, but you can hear the excitement in my voice. It was just such a good experience. They came and did it in one afternoon. It looks like it was built into the house. That was the other thing that kept happening when I tried to like order these random things online is it just looked very disjointed. So it looks like it was built with the original design and now we have spaces for everything. Gia, I am obsessed obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. So the website is dallas.closetsbydesign.com. You will not regret it. Okay. This is not a headline for our third, but I just saw the story and it blew my mind. Jeff Bezos worth $277 billion now. He's like the richest man now, right? Do the math. I can't can't even comprehend $277 billion. Like you... You, well, you need to work on your vision board, babe. <laughs> I can barely comprehend $277, period. Yeah, that $277 billion, good for you. I guess I, I don't know. Even after, you know, him and his wife split up and she's got a whole lot too. I mean, they that's they're legit. Oh. I don't know. Right? Yeah, but there was there was just recently a richest man. A richest, yeah, it's him. Yeah. It's him still? Yeah. How was Elon Musk? Oh, no, he just surpassed Elon Musk. But yeah. I was thinking, wait, is Bill Gates divorced? I'm getting... I'm getting. They were both. Bill Gates both and are. Jeff Bezos. Okay, because we discussed this on the show today, actually, and I was like, "Oh, but the divorce kind of took down Bill Gates. Not took him down, but I mean, you well, got to split things." They've been given their away. They've been given theirs away yeah. so yeah, much. Yeah, the Bill, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is like huge, and the two of them splitting means a whole lot for all of that charity work. So I know that's a. That's and look, a here's the thing: is you got a shot to have 277 billion too if you just go leave a rating and review. <laughs> if you do that at this moment, and you share this podcast out on social media and stuff, there's probably a chance that you have a possibility yeah. to be Jeff Bezos if you, one day. If that would you be the don't, good karma. If you don't rate and review this podcast in the next 10 minutes, bad luck will follow you around for seven <laughs> oh, years. Oh, oh God. Share he it, went to another level. It. Seven years? Matt went to another level. I'm telling you, you better, yeah, and share it. Yeah, share it oh, with uh, share it with all your friends or else you will be uh, plagued by bad luck. It's hard to imagine having that much money to where, like, money literally doesn't matter to you anymore, well, right? Going, like, like nothing they, is out of your price range. It's actually nothing. a pressure. It's actually a yeah. burden because you yeah. have to figure out what to do with it, how best. I mean, the, it is a burden. Don't laugh. <laughs> it's a burden because you have to think about how do I best supply the world with my gifts and talents and yeah. which organizations do I contribute? Yeah, that's what which I would are think. the most worthy? I mean, it's yeah, a burden. They're both they're both so loaded. They're building rocket ships. I'll take the burden. They're, pri- they're private citizens. Right. They're, they're just they're shooting build- themselves yeah. into space because they don't have anything else to do. They're building space programs now because they have so much wealth. It's, it's, it's obscene. Is I will what it take is. that burden on for everybody in the world. All right. Okay. I have a question for everybody. Okay. Go yeah. for it. There was a new poll. I love a poll. All right, I love a poll. It's usually funded by the people, the, the thing that the poll's about, like oh, the yeah, Chocolate so, Foundation. Yeah. Anyway, this one's not. Um, 37% of us at, right now in 2021 believe in the five-second rule, meaning that like oh. Oh, if no. you drop something, you have five seconds to pick it up and either eat it, put it in your food, whatever. Do you guys... Like, do you follow it? And has your mind changed at all after this global pandemic where we talk a lot about germs in general? No, not at all. <laughs> like, no, you don't believe in it? Or no, I mean, like, it? Yeah. Yeah, it changed my mind. If I drop something and I still want it, I'm going to pick it up and eat it probably. I've and, ate a lot and worse. do you, does the length of time determine it? Like, No, it, I don't it, care. So, I, so you don't believe in the five-second rule? Well, yeah, I guess not. I'm just like, if I drop something, I'm going to pick it up. I'm, I'm like, I don't count my head if it's been on there longer. 
I wonder, was five second rule? I thought it was just a gimmick, but was that at one point so, some kind of scientific thing that was created? So oh. Mythbusters covered five second rule at one point. Ah. They were dropping random stuff on the ground or in like a puddle and seeing like what molecules of whatever retained on the food after five seconds. And they said, ultimately, there's not that much. If I remember correctly, this is reality television. This is Discovery Channel. Like, I'm not going to say this is hard science, yeah. but they did say ultimately, like, it's probably not going to kill you if you're eating stuff five seconds off the ground. So I think it's manageable. It really just depends on the person. I think to me, it depends on the whatever it is I drop, oh, right? And like, what yeah. consistency yeah. of that's what I want it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, it's not me. about the bacteria. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, if it's something hard or if it's something like that's not. I don't know. I imagine that, like, if I dropped a piece of buttered toast, butter side down on the ground, yeah, yeah, I'm probably not going to pick that up because, like, something stuck to that, right? Yeah. Yes. But if I dropped a cracker, <laughs> I might, like, I would take that, right? You know, if or, it, yeah. or if I buy the Reese's butter cups and, like, I open the package and and I eat one and I drop the other one, you uh -huh. only have two. I'm picking it up. Oh yeah. You well, know what I mean? I'm not leaving that. Why you just yeah. brush that yeah. off? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll that's die fine. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't depend on the dirt on the floor. It depends on like how valuable or delicious the thing it, is. That's absolutely fell. what. Yeah. To me, how bad do I want whatever that was? I think that's true. I I, I think I mean living. In, I'm sure this is the same living in a house with kids, but I, living in a house with with dogs, there is like there is nothing in my house that doesn't have dog hair on it. Literally nothing in my house that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. including oh gosh, that the food, including yeah. the food. And like, <laughs> I, I will see a piece of uh, a dog hair in my food and I'm like, oh, that's kind of gross. And, and then I think, how much dog hair have I just accidentally eaten? Oh, <laughs> you know, no. like it's, it's, oh, ultimately it doesn't matter. Pounds. Ultimately it doesn't matter. Right. Matt's like, on fire. Oh <laughs> Matt is on fire today. I don't know if we can take this many weeks off because he just brings too much into one episode. Yeah. Oh man. I'm not yeah. afraid of anything. Anymore. You definitely right. are one that would not eat it depend on if anybody was watching <laughs> <laughs> so if you dropped it at home oh it's social pressure snap it no off i mean like i guess it would just yeah i, I think that the butter public toast... bathroom there's nothing if i in public bathroom i drop oh. something i don't want it that bad no no, no. Right. there's it's, nothing it's i want bad enough to yeah. Yeah. get up off the ground setting matters bathroom. you know course. that is the good part about working at home is like you don't have to share just like facilities and like and, and is is does every workplace just have an absolutely repulsive fridge is yes. that just like it's typical is that just the key to being in a workplace yeah. is that the fridge one million percent will be disgusting yeah like how is it that we are are, are tidy clean like we're we're full-grown human beings at home and we go to work and everyone, everyone becomes like an eight-year-old child everyone thinks it's somebody else's job so, right so like what, that's that's the thing isn't it that yeah. would be a good one so go to the second shot facebook group or second shotcast at gmail.com send us tell us what you go to the facebook group take a picture of your work friend yes and post it after this episode <laughs> so we can see whose work fridges are clean and whose are not and any stories you got do you battle over fridges at work oh, I, I would gosh. love to hear these go to the second shot facebook group join it then leave us um, you know, a, a picture and maybe a story or two about your work fridge. I don't want to tell stories out of school here. I don't, but I don't know who I'm tattling on. So I'm just going to tell the story anyway. We have a, uh, what is supposed to be an ice maker in there. It's like one of those standalone kind of like freezers yeah, yeah. that makes, that makes ice. It's not been hooked up. It's never been hooked up. It's just been sitting in there. It's just like an empty cooler. Uh, and then last week somebody found a plate of food in there. Again, this thing is not cold. It is oh. just it is just a box, basically. Someone found a plate of food in there that had to have been in there for, I don't, I don't know, know, three weeks. Like, oh. it was from a long time ago. And uh, I just thought, who in the world just came by, right. stuck their food in here, closed the lid, and then walked off and left it there? And it was covered in mold and stuff like that. I mean, oh, we threw it away. No. But my goodness, people are like... 
I, I don't know. People turn into animals sometimes <laughs> when they're when they're not at home. I guess. I'm fire also, up that ice maker. Yeah. Also, yeah. go to the Second Shot Facebook group and tell us if you are a five second rule, yay, nay, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. kind of how that rocks and goes. And then make sure you leave us ratings and reviews. Where can they find you at? JennyAndChondo.com, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash second shot and on our instagram page i'm going to post a pic of the guys getting their makeup done today <laughs> yeah instagram.com slash second shot podcast thanks sarah <laughs> uh facebook.com slash group slash second shot come join tell us what you think about this five second rule you got a fridge at work uh and you can find me on twitter at apple zackintosh that's me you can just find me over there uh, you can find me, Matt Stoker1, on Instagram. That's the numeral one. Find me there. I post stuff about what I've got going on, post a lot of dog pictures. Um, and as always, go out there. If you're a true crime fan, go out there and find True Crime Reporter on Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere you can go find it. It's a great show. Again, Webby Award winning Best New True Crime Podcast. We beat out the BBC. There's a reason for that. It's because I worked on it. So go oh. and check it out. Um, it's, it's great. I'm really proud of it. Uh, and I think you'll like it. You can find me at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram is the easiest. He talks on Facebook um, and secondshotcastgmail.com. Leave us a rating review and you will have all kinds of great luck. Maybe 277 billion. Love you. See you next time. Bye.